one of my favorite verses from the entire Bible. Have no anxiety about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And if you do this faithfully, Paul says, the result will be, and the peace of God which passes all understanding will keep your minds and your hearts in Christ Jesus. He begins by saying, have no anxiety about anything. But that's cheap talk. Anybody can come out and say, have no anxiety about anything. But how do you accomplish this? And this is what he's talking about in this beautiful verse. He goes on to give us the secret of how to overcome anxiety. Quote, but in everything, not just in some things, big things, but in everything, he says, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. In other words, Paul is telling us, bring it to God, always, in everything. You can talk to God about absolutely everything and anything. Whatever is burdening your secret soul, you can bring it to the Lord in the absolute knowledge and trust that He cares for you in a very personal and in a very powerful way. Dietrich Bonhoeffer, the German theologian, was in prison during the Second World War in Hitler's Germany, and he was separated from his loved ones until the time of his execution. And he was no stranger to anxiety in that prison cell in isolation. But through Christ, he learned how to overcome anxiety. And he wrote in his diary these precious words, quote, From the moment we wake until we fall asleep, we must commend our loved ones wholly and unreservedly to God and leave them in his hands, transforming our anxiety about them into prayers in their behalf. Close quote. In nothing be anxious, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. This then is St. Paul's prescription for anxiety. Take it to the Lord in prayer. Tell God every detail of your needs in earnest and thankful prayer, he says. And when Paul says, have no anxiety about anything, he does not mean that we are to be careless and indifferent about life. There are some things about which God wants us to be mightily concerned about and mightily anxious about. But after we have done 
the very best that we can do about these things and for these things, we are to cast these burdens, every detail of them, he says, upon the Lord, for he cares for you, as St. Peter so beautifully says in his epistle. Now, the English word anxiety is derived from the Latin word which means to choke. And those of us who have suffered anxiety know that this is a beautiful description of anxiety. It's something that really chokes the soul and the heart and the mind of a person. A thing is choked, we know, when the outlet is blocked. And that's exactly what causes over-anxiety. There is no outlet for our worries and for our fears and for our anxieties. They back up on us and the nerves begin, begin twitching and our days and nights become filled with fear. But we Christians do have an outlet. St. Paul so beautifully tells us in the epistle lesson this morning. And that outlet is that through prayer we can let that pent-up flood of cares, anxieties, and sorrows flow, literally flow, into the ocean of God's compassion and love. In everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And we lay special emphasis on this word, everything, because nothing is too small or too big for the Lord, and nothing is too insignificant for his interest. And we must never think that we insult God by making trifling requests of him. Anything at all that may cause us anxiety and worry is a reason for prayer. And the Bible purposely kept the area of request wide when it says, in everything, let your requests be made known to God. The outlet, the beautiful outlet for our anxieties then, is to let our requests be made known to God Daily. Come unto me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. If we have no rest today, it is because we do not bring our anxieties to Jesus. We carry them alone. And we think we can handle them ourselves. And they literally, literally choke us. Is something upsetting and disturbing to you personally? Talk it over with God. Talk about it freely with Him. Tell Him all of your doubts, all of your apprehensions, all of your anxieties. If you're feeling hurt or disappointed in some area of your life or in a relationship, talk it over with God. Pour out your frustrations and your feelings to him, your anger and your grief and your unhappiness and your disappointment. 
This is what David does in the Psalms when we read them. He pours out his heart completely to God. He holds nothing back. Talk it over with God as you drive to work. Talk it over with God as you sit in business meetings. Talk it over with God as you pursue each daily chore or as you walk down the street. Hourly, daily, moment by moment, this beautiful dialogue, conversation, psychotherapy can be taking place in your heart between you and God. Remember that God is not only your creator, he's not only your father, he's also your very best friend. And Moses in the Old Testament walked and talked with God in a very beautiful personal relationship. And we read about this personal relationship in this one verse from the Old Testament. Quote, Thus the Lord used to speak to Moses face to face as a man speaks to his friend. This is the kind of personal conversation God wants each and every one of us to have with him. So cultivate this beautiful daily communication with God your Father and accept the truth that he awaits your every call and will unfailingly respond, not always in your way or my way, but always in his way, which is the most wise way. I love these words of the prophet Isaiah, call and the Lord will answer. You shall cry and he will say, here I am. Then shall your light rise in the darkness and your gloom shall be turned into noonday. So make it a practice to talk over everything first with God, whether it be small or great. Become a habitual communicator with the source of all wisdom, with the one who provides all of our needs, with the one who is the giver of every good and perfect gift. Establish lines of communication each day, yes, moment by moment, so that you begin to feel as you go through life more and more and more in his presence every day, because the presence is there and we have to claim it through prayer. Be like the person who said, when I'm tired and anxious, I plug in to the source of the universe. Here then is the answer to anxiety. In everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Now Jesus was no stranger to anxiety. He was perfect God but he was also perfect man. And he was terribly, terribly anxious, as you recall, in the Garden of Gethsemane before his crucifixion. In fact, he sweat drop, drops of blood. That's how anxious he was. And we hear him saying, as he prays to the Father in the Garden of Gethsemane, now my soul is troubled. Father, save me from this hour. Remove this cup of suffering from me. But then comes prayer and relinquishment. 
Nevertheless, praise Jesus, not my will be done, but thine. And after relinquishment comes peace. Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Father, into your hands I commend my spirit. Thomas Merton, the great spiritual writer, said once, Anxiety is inevitable in an age of crisis such as ours. Don't make it worse by deceiving yourself and acting as if you were immune to all of this inner trepidation. God does not ask you not to feel anxious, but he does ask you to trust him no matter how you feel. In nothing be anxious, nothing, but in everything, everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And why does Paul bother to add, with thanksgiving? A lady visited her pastor one day, and she had many, many, many troubles to pour out. In fact, that's why she wanted to come to see her pastor. And by the way, we pastors are the poor people's psychiatrists. Remember that, right? Sometimes we can accomplish even more than the psychiatrist, and we don't charge you anything, because we're not the ones who accomplish anything. He does it through us. So she had many problems to pour out to her pastor, and he told her that she would glad, he would gladly listen, provided, provided, he said, that you first tell me all the things in your life that you're really thankful for. And she started talking about the things that she's thankful for. She spoke for a half hour, and then the priest said to her, well, now you can tell me about your problems. And she scratched her head and said to the pastor, hmm, I really don't think I have any. That's what Thanksgiving does. It's beautiful therapy. Tell God every detail of your needs in earnest and thankful prayer, says Paul. That is, check your blessings as well as your handicaps and thank him for your blessings and list them one by one. Name them and go over and over them. And when you have finished, you may be surprised to find that the, lists of, the list of assets in your life is far, far greater than the debits. And the final cure for anxiety in today's epistle lesson is expressed by St. Paul when he concludes the epistle lesson by saying, Finally, brethren, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is gracious, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. I like J.B. Phillips' translation of this verse. Instead of think about these things, he says, Fix your minds on these things. In other words, in the midst of the storm of anxiety, fix your mind on Christ who can still the storms of life. Soak your mind with Christ and you will discover for yourself the beautiful truth of what the prophet Isaiah said, Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace whose mind 
is stayed on thee because he trusts in thee. So have no anxiety about anything. How is this possible? One, in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And two, fix your mind on Christ, his power, his love for you, his great promises. Claim them. And the result of this will be not anxiety, but peace. The peace, the very special peace of God, which passes all understanding and keeps our minds and hearts in Christ Jesus. Let us pray. Lord, who is not anxious? Lord, who is not fearful? Lord, who is not troubled in spirit as you were before your crucifixion, sweating drops of blood? We thank you that through prayer and through relinquishment, we can lay it all out before you and let you replace our anxiety with your peace. Help us to fix our minds on you in every storm of life. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we pray.